Wonder how that woman came up with her cool idea and turned it into a business? Listen in to find out how. Welcome to Women Inspired. I'm your host, Linda Ugolo. And on this show, I interview artists, healers, changemakers, and entrepreneurs about what fires them up and how they put their dreams into action. And I'm excited to have a health wellness coach on with me today, Chris Vasiliadis. Welcome. Thanks, Linda. I'm really thrilled to be here today. So one of the things that really caught me about your story mm -hmm. was that you had a health crisis, mm -hmm. and that spurred you into a completely new direction in your life. Can you speak about that? Sure. Um, back in 2005, out of nowhere, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, which is a chronic disease of the central nervous system. And at the time, I was doing, well, doing a couple of different things. I was doing marketing consulting full time. Uh, and I was also on the side, believe it or not, I was working as a professional makeup artist. And my first symptoms actually appeared the day I was doing someone's makeup at Saks Fifth Avenue in Boston, Massachusetts. And, um, but basically, uh, I got diagnosed pretty quickly. And that led to a whole bunch of lifestyle changes for me. And wellness became more and more important to me personally. So about a year and a half down the road, I, I was at a place where I was still doing my marketing work. And I was working with someone who was a career coach. And I had written all the copy for her website. And when we were done, I looked at her and said, OK, now I need to hire you. Because I knew I wanted to make a change because the work that I was doing was no longer fulfilling me fully. And, and what struck me is I'm helping people I was working mostly with solopreneurs, uh, helping them either figure out ways to get more clients and get more business by either coming up with marketing strategies or changing the copy on their website or marketing literature. And I said, but if they're not healthy, this means bupkis. So that was kind of like my light bulb moment to say, okay, I want to I do something in the health and wellness field. Uh, I knew I didn't want another degree uh, or be a doctor or a nurse or social worker, but I knew I wanted to do something else. And in both working with my career coach and networking, I, I landed on uh, wellness coaching. Mm -hmm. And I made the decision to um, enroll in a school where I got trained and certified. Uh, the school I chose is called Well Coaches. And uh, I simultaneously went through their program and also got certified as a personal trainer through the American College of Sports Medicine. And I did all that back in 2008 and then hung up my shingle uh, in the fall of 2008. And I've been doing this work since. Wow. Yeah. So did you feel that your diagnosis impacted your ability to do the work that you were doing? Or how, how did you find it affect you? So that's a really good question. I had a few different symptoms that popped up for me. Um, my first symptoms were I was completely numb. It started from my knees down and then over time moved up to my hips down. It was kind of the feeling you get when like you hit your funny bone, just this tingling and then this sensation of on my feet. It felt like someone was taking a scouring pad and rubbing it around my feet 24 hours a day, just a really like beyond tingling, like just bad tingling, burning feeling. Um, and then I couldn't, that first year, I needed a nap to function every day. Uh, MS can affect people's energy levels mm -hmm. in terms of their um, ability to um, stay awake and, and um, be as energetic as they typically are. So I needed a nap to function every day. Uh, fatigue, that's the word I was looking for. Fatigue can affect uh, folks with MS. And it got to a point where I continued to do my makeup work for a while, but then I found I couldn't stand for long periods of time. Mm -hmm. And so I eventually let that go. Um, I could still do my marketing work, 
that that was fine, but it just got to the point where I wasn't enjoying it as much anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, so. And do you feel that was related to your... Um, related in a way, not in the way of my symptoms, mm -hmm. because my symptoms weren't preventing me from doing it. It was more, okay, this was, this was a good thing to focus on at the time. I had the skills and talents to do it, but then it evolved to, but this isn't the ultimate in terms of what's important to me right now. When getting MS made wellness more important to me mm -hmm. personally and then developed out of that, I, I would say, grew a passion to want to help other people with their health and wellness. Right. I can see how that would yeah. do it because that was what you were focusing on. Right. This was what you realized, if you don't have your health, what do you have? Right. And how can I, you know, if, if that's where your energy and your passion is, that's where you want to put your, your work as well, perhaps. Yeah. 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 So what do you find, how did you, like, how do you get started? Like, you pivoted midlife, mm -hmm. probably. Yep. A lot of people get scared about making a pivot midlife. Yeah. What, yeah, and any, that was a pretty big pivot. Um, well, I had already been in business for myself at that time. When I made the decision to do my wellness coaching, that was early 2008, uh, and I had been self-employed at that point for about seven years. So I'd already been in business for myself. So that part wasn't tricky. That I think it was now figuring out, okay, I'm going to go completely in a completely different field, which is why I decided to go for certification. I'm like, all right, I'm completely switching gears. Yes, my life story is one reason. My life experience is one uh, reason that I'm doing this. And I feel like I need a credential, some credentials to start doing this work. Um, so once I decided to get the certification, then I think everything just grew out of there. Mm -hmm. then it, you start was it difficult to start getting clients? Where did you begin? So I started, as part of going through Well Coaches, one of, the th one of the things that you need to do for your certification is have some practice clients for a certain number of hours. So that was easy because you just put it on social media or put it on, you know, free coaching and, you know, so that was easy. And then out of that, things started to grow. I would say the main things that helped me get clients, which still works today, is I, I network a lot, I speak a lot, and so I get my clients through networking, speaking, and referrals from either past clients or other professionals in the wellness world. So people like uh, acupuncturists, massage therapists, physical therapists those sorts of folks were for our clients to me. So what are, do you have a specialty? So my specialty, so my tagline is energize your health. And so I'm very big on focusing on elevating people's energy. So that could be from anything from, uh, a lot of people I think when they think of health and wellness coach, they're like, oh, so you help people with their diet. Well, yes, I, I do that. And people define what they want out of their health and wellness when they start working with me. So that could be anything from reducing their stress to spending more quality time with the people they love to figuring out how to be more focused and mindful in what they do and how they go about what they do uh, to, and I would say another big common thread is helping people who, especially professional women, who have put their health on the back burner for a period of time. It could be because of their work. It could be because of life in general. It could be because they have kids and the, the kids were taking a lot of their focus and now the kids are older and more independent and or out of the house. So, okay, now it's time to focus on me. 
but the, uh, the common thread in that is making changes that help increase and elevate your energy and give you good energy for the things that you want to do in your life. Mm -hmm. So are most of the people struggling with feeling like that's not happening? That yeah, a lot of people come to me when they are really, really stuck in figuring out how to take the next step. They, they know, they kind of have a notion or a rough idea of what it is they want to do, but they don't know where to begin. Or they, or they, there's multiple things that they think they want to do, and which one do I start with first? Or they're having trouble getting motivated and inspired. They don't see how, they're trying to answer the how question, and, uh, and so they don't know how to do that. Or they just don't even know, I was talking to someone this week, they're like, but I'm so busy. And I'm like, yes, and? And there's ways to ch make choices on what your pr you want your priorities to be in this next phase of your life. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So do, when people come, I'm curious, like, do they come when they, like, a crisis happens? Like, you had a crisis. Yeah. Or is it just, like, general? It's mostly general life stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can be out of maybe someone had a doctor's appointment recently where their numbers from their blood work showed that things are looking kind of borderline on their cholesterol and or their blood sugar. And they're like, my doctor's like, you need to make some lifestyle changes or we're gonna have to put you on medication, for example. Uh, blood pressure is another one. Um, so it could come out like, okay, I need to make a change. A little threat or, there. <laughs> yeah, or just a wake up call from something that happened in their own life or if someone close to them uh, got ill or passed away, that can be a wake-up call as well. Or it's just life in general. Like they just, they get to a place where they realize that the way they're living their life is not sustainable mm -hmm. in terms of giving them the health that they want. And they're like, I know something needs to change, but I don't know what to do. Can you help me? Another part is accountability too. Some people feel like they need the accountability of being able to check in with someone and, and collaboration, being able to collaborate with someone to come up with ideas of what can I do. So do you have any tips for people who may be thinking, oh gosh, I'm kind of slugging along here. Yeah. Like what do you recommend to well, people to start? It depends on where they're coming from and where they're starting. And, and I have a quote on my website, uh, I can't remember the exact thing off the top of my head, but it basically says, you begin where you're at is kind of the place to like don't wait to get to a certain place like just start where you're at and so so that's the initial thing and then give yourself some space to figure out what what is it if you could wave a magic wand what would your health and ideal health and wellness look like for you what does that look like what does that feel like paint a picture in your mind what are you saying what are you doing what do, you, what do you feel like? What are people saying about you? Who are you with? Um, and then use that as a place to, okay, this is what I want at some point. And then figure out, take one next step. And that might be writing some things down. It might be deciding, you know what? This volunteer group that I'm a part of isn't really giving me good energy anymore. I need to make some changes, whether it's changing a role um, shifting some, taking some work off your plate or delegating that responsibility completely to somebody else. And I'm just I'm saying off the top of my head some possible ideas. Mm -hmm. But it, like once, what's one small step that you can start making and those start building upon each other. Mm -hmm. How has your energy changed? 
Um, it's changed really well. I'm, uh, I am uh, grateful to be relapse-free for over 10 years now with my MS. So my energy is very well. People who have known me for a long time will, will always say I'm a pretty high-energy person. Um, but, but yeah, I have no fatigue. I'm one of the rare people with MS who, other than that first year where I needed a nap to function every day, that's not one of my symptoms. Mm. Uh, so uh, that's, that's been doing well. And, and as a result of all the other changes I've made, I just feel better inside and out. Um, and that's both due to how I eat, that's how, to, how I move, um, some spiritual practices that I have. And so I just feel like I'm in a really good place energy-wise. Mm -hmm. So just your practices have made a big change. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. So diet does make a difference. Well, it can, and it's funny. I see, for my MS, I see my neurologist twice a year, and I'm on, I am on one of the MS drugs. I mm -hmm. give myself injections three times a week. And my neurologist said, whatever you're doing, just keep it up. So I don't know that there's, for me, a silver bullet. I think it's a combination of a bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. um, there's certain ways that I eat that I feel work well. There's certain practices that I have in place to stay mindful and focused and connect with what's important to me. And there's ways that I organize my days and weeks that work. And, and wellness is forefront in my mind. So. Um, I, I try to design things around that. Mm -hmm. So you've, you've designed your life yeah. to give you the optimal health that you can have. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I feel like I help other people do. And getting back to the silver bullet thing, and that's what I say to people a lot, like what I do, like it's not like I have the secret sauce. Like I figured out what works for me, and what's fun about my job is helping people figure out what's the right combination of things that work for them because my definition of what, what health and wellness is might look different, completely different for someone else, and it's, it's really infinite what it, it can look like for different people. I like that you bring up fun. I wanted to ask you, what is most fun about your work? Oh boy. Well, I'm a people person, and so I love meeting different people and hearing what's, what's going on for them and what is, what's, what's challenging to them and what's getting in the way for them and help them see um, kind of be a mirror for them to see sometimes where they might even be getting in their own way and where they can't see it um, and what's uh, and, and making the changes fun. It's not judgery. Some people are like, oh, habit change. It's, <laughs> yeah, but I've had, I've had people tell me like, wow, I didn't realize this was going to be so much fun. I laugh a lot with my clients. Um, I try, you know, like, Yes, here health and wellness is a serious topic, but you don't have to take it seriously. You can be light about it and, and be fun with it. And I really uh, try to evoke that in the work that I do. Mm -hmm. Do you find that you've, um, that there have been challenges that you've had to overcome in your wellness practice and um, or working for yourself? Yeah, there's been, I mean, like anybody else, I've had, I've had life challenges and, and such, and, and one that particularly comes to mind, let's see, we're in 2017, in 2013, four years ago this month, actually, my husband had a really bad accident at home with a table saw. Uh, I wasn't home at the time, but the long and short of it is he ended up losing several fingers uh, in that accident. And ironically, at the time, I was in the middle of an eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction class that I was attending. And my next class was the night that he had uh, his accident. And I was debating, and he was in surgery, and I was debating about 
it, the people at the hospital were like, just go home. Like, you can't do anything here. And, and they said, do you live far away from the hospital? I'm like, no, I live 10 minutes from here. Just go home. There's nothing you can do here. Okay, we'll call you when he's out. So I went, I went through this thing of, do I go to this class or not? And I left a message with the instructor saying, I don't want to disrupt the class because I might have to leave. And she called me back and she said, just come. And I did. And, and I continued the whole class. And, and those practices worked incredibly well uh, during that time. And, and that's a story that I feel like I can share with my clients. Like, that's one anecdote. But don't, a lot of people want to shelve the practices that work well for them when crisis happens or when they feel like they're in a good groove, too. It can work both ways. Yeah, I don't need it. Like, yeah, I don't need well, it anymore. Need I'm good. It. But it's, they support you in both ways. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't, don't let go of what's working for you. Keep that up. Mm -hmm. That must have been a, a big challenge. I mean, it's one thing, as you say, to like meditate or be mindful yeah. when things are going well, but in crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of uncertainty after that, too. We didn't know. He, at the time, he cooked for a living, uh, so we didn't know if he would be able to go back to work or he ended up being out of work for four months. So he, we didn't know if he was going to be able to go back or... Or not, and and luckily he was, and mm -hmm. um, and things are great, and there's nothing he can't do now. So, mm -hmm. but but there was a time where there was a very high degree of uncertainty mm. around that. So, do you feel like you're in a place in your work right now where things are kind of like humming along, or do you have something that you're working towards? So they're they're going well. I enjoy the work that I'm doing. I have really good, fun, diverse, challenging clients, and. Uh, in addition, but there's always more stuff to do. And, and I, I was telling someone last night, I will just always be a lifelong learner. Uh, and to that front, I am doing a couple things. I'm currently studying for a national board level certification through this company called, uh, it's ICWIG is the acronym. It's the International Consortium of Health and Wellness Coaches. It's a new organization that came out with a, a level of standards that people who want to get health and wellness coach certified have to meet. So there's so many, there's lots of different schools out there and they decided to come up with this. If you're gonna call yourself a health and wellness coach, these are the minimum standards that we think you should meet. So there's a four and a half hour exam that I'll be taking next month uh, that I'm studying for right now. So, so that's, that's one thing. And then the other thing is I'm in the process of writing a book. And uh, the working title is Ignite Your Energy and Vitality with the subtitle of Fire Up the Next Phase of Your Life. And um, this is a big bucket list thing for me. Um, I'm a huge reader, uh, and I've always wanted to put a book out, and this is a topic that I'm very passionate about. So it'll be kind of lessons learned from the, the work that I do, anecdotes from some of my clients, from other people. Uh, it's geared, my book is geared towards professional women uh, aged 30 or 40 and above who are, are stuck in ways to elevate their energy and vitality, and it will give real-world real accessible examples of how to do that. Mm -hmm. Sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a, a publishing date, an ideal date? So my plan is to self-publish, mm -hmm. and uh, I have my manuscript about between a third and a half done right now. So I'm trying to get the draft of the manuscript done by Thanksgiving. We'll see, and now I'm saying that publicly, so now we'll see what happens. That's yeah, 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 and yeah, we'll go from there. So is this something that you just started to write on your own? Are you working with a developmental editor, or how are you going about it? So last May, so we're in 2017, May of 2016, I was inspired to go to a writer's conference put on by Hay House Publishing, 
and that was in Chicago last year. And I went and part of going to the conference is if you go to the conference, you can enter their annual contest to potentially win a publishing contract with Hay House. So I, that inspired me to enter their contest last year. There was 300 people who attended the conference, so I figured, okay, I have a one in 300 shot. And it, worst case scenario, I have a proposal done. So I had a proposal done by November last year. That was the deadline. Uh, so the proposal's done, and I did hire a friend of mine who's an editor to help me get that done. And that was invaluable. And uh, the long and short of it is I didn't win the contest, but the good news is I had the proposal done, which is a big part of it. So that was already figuring out the, the outline. Two chap I had two chapters written and also figuring out just all the marketing behind it. So now I'm just picking up from where I left off and did some a, a bunch of interviews with people earlier this year and continuing to uh, modify my uh, manuscript. What's your writing schedule like? <laughs> you know, I'm playing with different things. Um, there's, there's weeks when I've played with, okay, today is writing day, like Tuesday. Tuesday's my writing day, let me do that. Or there's, day, there's weeks when I'm like, okay, I'm going to do an hour each day. And I haven't candidly found the secret yet. So it's just, and, and as my editor has said, just keep writing. Don't try to make it perfect at this point. Just get everything out of your head on paper and just keep going. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I've also started a book. I'm not as far along as you, oh, but neat. yeah, I'm curious about people's process. Yeah, it seems it seems like the the trick is just to be consistent mm -hmm. and and keep going and don't let the editor in your head uh, stop you from getting stuff down on paper. Mm -hmm. I find the uh, another challenge is just how, where to put it in in the in the daily or weekly schedule so that it is consistent yeah. with all the busyness of all the other things that we're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. For me, I find I have to do it in the morning. If it's not in the morning, it's, it's done. My brain can't do it mm -hmm. later in the day. Mm -hmm. so. And you've got, you've got children as well? I do not. Oh, okay. It's me and my husband, okay. uh, and we are happy to be aunt and uncle to seven wonderful nieces and nephews. It's great. Yeah. 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 So that's not another piece of the juggling piece. That not that's not one of the yeah. pieces I juggle. There's many others, but that's not wow. one of them. Yeah. You also don't you also work with other organizations? I do. So I uh, subcontract to a couple of different organizations currently. One is uh, I'm an online health coach for a major health insurer. So people who have this health insurance can get health coaching from me either by email or phone, their choice. And so that's one. Uh, organization that I, I do work for and I've been doing that for about three and a half years and then another organization uh, has created this app to uh, that is a eating plan for people who are diagnosed um, pre-diabetes or type 2 diabetes or um, who want to lose weight and it's a 12-week weight loss program mm -hmm. uh, and I'm an online health coach for them as well. What do you wish that more people would do? Um, step back and focus on what they need for their health and wellness that to best fuel them and, and do it and believe that they can. And if they can't, then get help from somebody. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's, I say it a lot, that's the, your, your well-being is the secret weapon to, to doing whatever it is you want that's important to you in life. And whether that's inside work, whether that's outside work, what have you. If you don't have your well-being, it's um, it's 
it's hard to live a full, the full life, a full engaged life. Is there anything out in there, out there that you feel is giving people the wrong message? Oh, so many things. Where do you begin? <laughs> I just feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of messages, especially to women, on how we should be and that we should be able to do it all, have it all, be Wonder Woman, and and a lot of women are trying to live into that in a way that does not serve them. And um, there's a lot of stories that people are living into that um, that they're almost being on autopilot about and not checking out, um, kind of taking a step back and taking a 50,000 foot view and saying, is this really what I want? Is this really helping me? Am I really even healthy right now? Uh, so yeah, it's really like pe having people listening to other people's stories or society's stories about the way we should be versus deciding this is what works for me. Well, I have a, a box here where I have my wild card books, oh, and I'd fun. love for you to pick one out and okay. oh, I, I riff on it. it. All right, what do you want me to do with it? Speak about what it means to you. <laughs> what did you get? Letting go. I love, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so on, on what I was just talking about, I find... What, what, what helps many people is, is considering letting go of a story that they're holding on to that's holding them back. A lot of times people come up with reasons why they feel like they can't do something or reasons why they are where they're at. And uh, people in letting go of those stories or beliefs that are holding you back, that, kinda open, that does open up the window. To, base, to taking that next step forward. Letting go of the old stories. Letting go of the, st yeah, and there's good stories and there's not so great stories. And it's just initially getting awareness of, okay, am I telling myself a story or am I living into a story that isn't working for me? And, and the secret is we make up the story anyway. So why not make up something that's positive, mm -hmm. that's still true just as true, but positively propels you. So, wise words. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Where My can people pleasure. find you? So, I'm on the web at prioritywellness.com, and that would be the best way to find me. That has links to my Facebook page and uh, old newsletter articles and such. So, yeah, please, I would love for people to reach out. Fabulous. Prioritywellness.com. Yes. Thanks so yes. much, Chris. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us today. A little bit about me. If you are struggling with presentations or getting comfortable to get on camera to make videos, you may want to download my Frida Fabulous Blueprint, Mastering the Inner Game of Speaking Live or on Camera. And you can get that at www.lindayugalo.com forward slash blueprint. Be sure to catch us on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Women Inspired. The show is recorded live in the studios of Bedford TV in Massachusetts. Music courtesy of Sheikh Gamin. If you like this episode, please leave a review or comment. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or watch all the TV episodes of Women Inspired with the show notes and links at www.lindayugalo.com forward slash TV.